In the town of Superstition, Arizona, nothing is quite as it seems, and everybody has a secret. Here at the Superstition Daily Caller, we like secrets. We collect them, and today, we're going to share one with you. My name is Duncan O'Connell, and my business is stories. Today's is a little different than the ones I've shared already, because you see, this one is about me, and I'm going to tell it. I understand this raises some questions. We've listened to some tales, you and I, but you have to take me on my word that they're real, because I've allowed you to hear them. Do you believe they're true? That means you trust me to tell them. How do you know to trust me? Well, follow along. No, I do mean follow. Come on, then. You've always wanted to see what we keep in the basement of the office, right? Beyond a printing press. How do I afford a printing press? Oh, family money. Well, I married into it. So someone's family, anyway. Through here. Every article that's ever been published in the paper gets archived down here. It's why I like collecting stories from other people, so they can be preserved, somehow. Now, what kind of story do you want to hear? I can promise it'll be true by the time I'm done with it. I'm a newspaper man, after all. It's not the easiest business to make a living in, but I've gotten lucky. Integrity means something to me. We might have to convince it, though. To become true. That's part of the job. Do you want to know about the case of spontaneous combustion that drew the FBI here in the 70s? No? What about the mystery surrounding Julian Madrazo's death? Or an interesting little article about a man from Boston encountering a poltergeist? There is one tale of a disappearance. That one frightened 11-year-old boy mistook for an alien abduction, but that's family history, so perhaps not. Oh, here's one. This is interesting. Yes, let's, let's do this. Make yourself comfortable. Long ago, a woman came to the town of Superstition who didn't belong there. She came alone and she moved into a house on the outskirts of town. She sunk a well and built a fence and grew citrus and strange red flowers. As is the way of strange women in small towns, people began to believe she was a witch. A documented list of her crimes reads as follows. She had hair like a flame and never wore a hat. Only witches and vampires and Jews and the Irish have hair that color and no shame in it. She spoke in languages nobody else understood. Nobody seemed bothered that they all only knew one. She kept secrets and she told them to young women. She killed children. The rain always seemed to fall on her house and never on any others. She would vanish into the desert for many days, 
and return just as fast and tell nobody. She spoke to crows and to dogs and to ghosts, and she laughed in the face of men. That's all it takes, I suppose, to be called something terrible. All you have to do is make somebody else afraid. And the people of superstition were afraid. They did what people do when they get afraid and they outnumber you. They got angry. They went to her house and they tore down the fence. They burned her citrus and her strange red flowers. And when they were finished, they dragged her to the center of town and tied her to a stake and burned her. You can see where it was done, right in front of City Hall, because there's a mark in the lawn where nothing grows. <sighs> That's a terrible ending for a story, isn't it? I don't like it at all. It's realistic enough, I suppose. That kind of thing did happen. But it doesn't mean we have to accept it. There. Let's try it this way. <clears throat> Long ago, a woman came to the town of Superstition who didn't belong there. By long ago, I mean 1922, four years after the end of the Great War, not some distant and non-specific past. Superstition was small but flourishing. It was plagued by aliens and floods and terrible dreams, but it was flourishing anyway, somehow. When you live in a town like that, it's easy to pin the blame on someone new. The woman with the red hair did all kinds of mysterious things. She made her own alcohol. She danced naked under the moon. She talked to dogs and horses and bats. When she arrived in the town's little church on Sunday, locusts crawled out of the walls and ate all the Bibles. The locusts were a little over the top, she thought later. But sometimes you have to commit to the bit. We've got to get rid of her, said the townsfolk to each other. What do you do with a witch? Burn her. Should we make sure she's a witch first? So they went to ask the woman if she was a witch. Granted, showing up with pitchforks didn't help the conversation. Are you a witch? They asked. But of course, she said. And she turned into a bat and flew out the window. And so it was settled. They built a very nice pyre in the middle of town and collected firewood. While they were busy, the woman went far into the desert to the places nobody goes. There's a window there, to another place, where something else lives. And she looked through it. These townspeople are going to burn me alive, she said. Can you do anything about that? The answer was yes. If she promised to open a door from here to there, so the beast that lives beyond time could come through it and eat the world, my pleasure, she said. Things are just going to get worse from here. So, the woman returned to town with a new power. She met the villagers in the town square with their pyre and their pitchforks, and then she turned into an enormous scarlet dragon and burned them all alive. No. No. No, see, this has gone completely off the rails. You don't believe a word of it. 
The bit with the dragon? Who wrote that? It's completely run away from me. This story has developed a mind of its own, and it will make me a laughingstock. I think we can do better. Third time's the charm, right? <clears throat> All right. Long ago, a woman came to the town of Superstition who didn't belong there. She came alone, and she moved into a house on the outskirts of town. She sunk a well, and built a fence, and grew citrus and strange red flowers. This was 1922, four years after the end of the Great War. Not some distant and non-specific past. Superstition was a small community, and it wasn't easy to live there. People went missing at a rate four times the national average. She was beautiful, and red-headed, and mysterious, and people began to assume she was a witch. That didn't bother her, because she was. She also wasn't stupid. She didn't go around transforming into bats and talking to dogs and manifesting locusts when people were watching. See, the witch came to superstition because she was looking for something. Many people do. She found what she wanted, though. Most people don't. And she decided she had to stick around. So she became part of life, in superstition. She baked pies, and sold vegetables, and made friends. Every decade or so, she would leave, and return with a new name. Nobody ever asked why she never got any older. And when nobody was watching, the woman went far into the desert, to the places nobody goes. There's a window there, to another place, where something else lives. And she made sure it stayed locked. People say she still lives here. She watches, and she waits for people who see what she sees. She wins prizes, I hear, for her pies. That's the kind of thing witches really do, after all. Everything else is just rumor and story. That felt better. Let's just record it. Just like that. There. And now we'll just file that one away. In the archives. If something's filed in the archives, it means it really happened. We never print things that aren't true. I make sure of that. I'm a newspaper man, after all. It's my job. Now that you understand how this works, I suppose you want to get back to the larger story. Me too. Don't you want to know what happens next? What really happens next? Thank you for listening to Superstition. This mini-episode stars Dallas Munoz as Duncan. It was written and edited by Sarah Cole. We hope you enjoyed listening to our mini-episodes, and we'd love to hear what you thought. Leave a review on iTunes or tweet us about it. We're at Pod Superstition. We return to Season 2 of Superstition in December 2019. We'll see you then. And thanks for listening.